0: Hey guys, how's it going? Today we're going to talk about type 3 on the Enneagram, the Achiever, or the Performer. And uh, I've got my notes in front of me, so uh, let's get started. The uh, Achiever, the Performer, is an adaptable, driven person who wants to accomplish big goals, big dreams. Um, they've got a lot planned for their life. They are, are going to set uh, goals and then be driven to accomplish those goals. If you're a three, uh, you may not know you're a three. Um, Threes are very image conscious and concerned with the image that they present to the world around them. And so uh, often threes will misidentify themselves. In my experience, threes will often misidentify themselves as ones or as twos, uh, primarily. They may uh, misidentify as other types, but part of that goal to protect your image is you may, you may feel like, well, I really do want to be a good person, so I must be a 1, or I really do intend to be there to provide care to people, so I must be a 2, when in actuality, you may later discover that that you are, in fact, a 3. So 3s are very image conscious, they're very oriented to how they're coming across and what people think of them, and uh, that can be a hard thing for you to realize, uh, because, you know, that that that's not uh, something that that you really want to accept is that you really do are concerned with how people perceive you. Um, threes are very likable people. Uh, they're very charming people. Often they're very charming people. I'm sure there's probably some that aren't, but uh, the whole deal with threes is they want to come across as likable and charming people. They want to um, identify themselves with the group and, and be an outstanding uh, ideal for that group. And so they, they can continually adapt their identity in order to fit in, kind of like a chameleon, in order to, to fit in with whatever group they're with. Um, in fact, one of the things that's noted about threes is like at their funeral, uh, people from different walks and different groups that they've been associated in will all describe that person differently. And so people will say, are we sure we know the same person? Because when that, um, when that achiever was you know, with their lodge buddies, they acted one way. And when they were at work, they acted another. When they were with their family, they acted another. And when, when they were with their church, you know, they acted another way. And so they, they really fit into whatever group that they were in so well that people from other groups may be um, surprised uh, by what they learn um, in that person's life. Uh, things that they were interested in and and, and ways that they came across in those other groups. So let's talk about the three a little bit. Um, They have a high, uh, they can demonstrate a high sense of self-esteem. They look very confident. They look very put together. They look like they know who they are and they know where they're going. They're often very energetic. They are one of the assertive types. Eights, sevens, and threes are the uh, three assertive types on the Enneagram. So they do walk in, seem confident, know what they want willing to take over a room take uh, take the microphone stand on the stage speak Um, they are ambitious they want to improve themselves so they're very concerned with you know self-help and those kinds of topics which probably most of those books are written um by threes on how to be a good three um you know uh, set goals aim high dream big work, um, you know, uh, treat people the way you want to be treated, and so, you know, these books that are self-help books are probably, you know, written mostly by people who that comes naturally to them, and and they're really kind of like playbooks on how to be successful as a three. America, you know, somebody has said that America is kind of a three culture um, in that um, you know, we're driven to success. We're driven, you know, by appearance. We're driven by those external things. And so, a lot of this self help um, material, I think, is really just three material. Um, so, they tend to be very competitive and focus on achieving their goals and have a positive can do attitude. They adapt themselves easily to whatever group they're in um, and know how to present themselves well, which is why they're liked and not only are they so successful and they accomplish so much, which draws you to them, but they tend to be very um, charming people as well. Type ones wanna do what is right. And so those are the employees that, you know, maybe show up early and stay late and they don't think maybe about advancing their career. They're just doing their job and they're just doing what needs to be done. Threes are going to take that same job, but they're they maybe always got their eye on how do I move ahead in this company? How do I advance my career? How do I move from, you know, this position to assistant manager to manager to regional manager? They they they've got a track that they're 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 trying to um, to get to the top of the organization or at least get to the top of their abilities. Um, threes can be profoundly moving people and inspirational because they are driven towards success and being successful and looking successful Uh, especially if they have a a caring attitude about them they they want to mentor you they're looking for mentors in their life examples role models and they they seek to be mentors for the rest of us they they want to uh, provide an ideal example for us by which we can we can follow so they're often successful well-liked inspirational To the rest of us, but like any other type on the enneagram, there can be a dark side to to being a three. Uh, There can be a a drivenness that comes at a cost, at a personal cost. Um, If not careful, you know uh, a three can become a human doing instead of a human being. In other words, it's always about performing. It's always about excelling. It's always about doing your best. It's always about looking good and finishing well and Keeping up appearances. And so a three can easily kind of lose themselves in all of that. uh, And and that concern with polishing up that image and that external image, they they can kind of lose touch with who they really are, what they really care about, what they want to see accomplished in life. In other words, they're so driven to get to the top of the ladder of success uh, that they never really maybe stop and think, do I even care about this wall that I'm climbing up? know what do i have to do to become the assistant manager what do i have to do to become the manager and then one day they get to the top of that that ladder and they look down on all their success and all their accomplishment and all their achievements and 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 they're asked this question you know do i even care about this company do i even care about this product we're selling do i even care about and no they may not care at all about it Um, they were so caught up in the drivenness and in the becoming a success that maybe they never stopped to question, am I working for the right organization? You know, uh, and is, this, is this in touch with my values? And what do I really value? And what do I really care about? And what's really important to me? So driven to accomplish something that maybe they never took the time to stop and realize, is this what I'm even passionate about? I'm passionate, yes. Excited, motivated, career-oriented, driven, But am I driven for the right things? So you might, you know that old phrase, um, you know, before you focus on um, doing things right, make sure you're doing the right things. You know, it's not just about managing yourself and managing your career and managing your future, but are you you even in the right game? And this is where threes can get lost is they've never really maybe stopped to think about, do I even care about these stupid goals? You know, I, I won a prize. So what is this? What I really care about? Is this what I want to give my life to? Um, so these are this is a this is going to be some some soul searching for you if you're a three. This is going to be a, um, a time for you to wake up and and really stop and think about who you are and your identity and what really matters. And this is not going to be easy, okay? This is going to be challenging for you if you are a three. This is going to be challenging, or if you love somebody that's a three. Um, You know have some compassion and some grace on them and uh, you know don't just say "Aha, I know what's going on You're You're working to polish up your image, but you don't even know who you are You don't even know your identity Uh, be compassionate because this is very sensitive Uh, Threes this is very hard for you to 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 get beneath that surface to get beneath that curtain and see what's really lying beneath Um, This can be a really challenging uh, discussion for you So threes, uh, but it's important because you don't want to get to the end of your life And have accomplished a big pile of stuff That you don't even care about And that's really the problem for a three uh, They can become over focused You know So focused on seeking recognition For all that they're accomplishing They want to be the best at whatever they're doing um, That's a lot of pressure I mean Just stop right there for a second That's a lot of pressure um, To be the best At whatever it is you're doing um, you, you if you if that's your if that's your goal right now to be the best. Um, whatever it is, whether it's your golf game or whether it's your um, you know your sales at the car lot where you work or the um, you know um, if you're an athlete um in your um, in in your racquetball game or whatever it is or weightlifting it, to be the best. How how do you know? When when will you determine that you're the best? And doesn't being the best involve beating everybody else? So your goal then is to beat everybody else. Can you see that that if that's your goal, that there might be some competition there? There's gonna be hurt feelings on the other side? And are you prepared? I mean, on the one hand, you want to be charming and be likable and be agreeable to people and be adaptable, but on the other hand, you want to beat everybody else and stand out away from the group as exceptional do you see that maybe sometimes that these two goals are in conflict with each other that that you can raise up tension in the in the places where you work or with the people that you interact with that that, that this desire of both being liked and being exceptional that these forces can work against themselves and you may wonder why people turn against you. You may wonder why people have it in for you um, when you're just trying to be your best. You're just trying to accomplish so much. You're just trying to be a good example. And you wonder why people then turn against you because they don't. people don't want to be beaten. People don't want to, to lose competitions. Um, and you've carried all of this. You put all this burden on your shoulder that it's not enough to compete. It's not enough to perform. It's not enough to do a good job. It's not enough to go home at the end of the night and say, you know, I did my job. I, I got all the you know, paperwork done. I moved it from this side to that side and I can feel you know, good that I accomplished what I needed to accomplish and now I can rest. No, you can't because you gotta be the best. You, you're driven to accomplish more than anybody else and to be the example. That's a huge burden for you to bear. And you might want to think before you, you put that burden on yourself, can I live? Can my family live? Will I have time for a family if I adopt such a heavy burden? Um, so threes often are constantly comparing themselves with others, how are they doing? you know, where are they at in the race? You're sort of looking behind you to see, you know, is anybody catching up to me and do I need to put in more effort? Do I need to put in more? Because I've got to be exceptional and I've got to set myself apart from the group. So i got to know where the group is. Um, very image conscious, how they're perceived by others. They are focused on, on portraying a admirable uh, image. Now where twos get themselves into trouble, you know, they they focus on what do you need and if I take care of your needs then I'll draw you in and then I'll feel loved by you because you'll want to be around me because I'm here for you. Twos, two threes work up all that same energy but they don't externalize it like a two does. A two will externalize it and say I'm here to take care of you and and that draws us in because we want to be taken care of. We want to be paid attention to and flattered and made to feel important threes what they do is they focus all that energy on themselves on making their image more admirable so they're polishing up the ex- externals they're polishing up the exterior to make themselves more desirable and more attractive not just physically attractive but a more winsome person a more accomplished person and so kind of the the thinking that, that lies beneath their surface is if they polish up their surface you'll be drawn to them and you'll you will want to be around them now they'll make themselves more desirable uh, gaining your admiration your attention and your love but here's the thing admiration from others is not the same thing as being loved by others I just stop and think about that for a minute you know am I really just wanting the admiration of others Or do I really want to love and be loved by others? It's not the same thing. And Sometimes I think in three's minds, it, it becomes the same thing, like they become content with just being, like a two becomes content with being needed by others, a three becomes content with being admired by others. But being admired by others, do you want your kids to just admire you or do you want them to love you? How can they love you if they don't know you and they don't know you because you may not know yourself all you know is the external image that you're presenting life is a continual presentation of yourself but not but nobody really knows you because you don't really know you because you don't know what your goals in life are and what your priorities are you just know that in order to win you've got to accomplish this you know whatever it is to win but you may not you may not know what you really want in life and so you may not be present and this is how threes fail to be present in life is you're not really showing up. An image of you is showing up. An image that is more desirable, more likable, more winsome, more attractive, more accomplished. That's what's showing up. But nobody really knows you. So life is like a continual job interview for a three. They're always putting their best foot forward. They're always polishing up their resume. And this is why the sin of a a three, I don't know if I said four right there, I meant three. The sin of a 3 is deceit. Now what what does that mean? Well, not only may 3s sometimes leave out details of their mistakes and failures because it doesn't promote their image, but 3s actually start to begin to believe that their image that they're presenting is actually themselves. In other words, I'm so successful at work, I'm so successful you know in my appearance or so successful in my accomplishments that i am then successful but you may be a miserable failure at life you know but but this one area of your life that you focused on work or this one area of your life you focused on your your um, your beauty or this area you focused on you know as an athlete you start to believe your own press that the clothes really do make the man but it's just clothes that's not you. Um, but see, threes, like twos and fours, are in that shame quadrant of the of the uh, Enneagram. Now, in the Garden of Eden, there's no shame. It says man and, and woman walked around naked and felt no shame. But now, we live in a world with shame. Anger in the top, shame on this side, and fear on, on five, sixes, and sevens. But shame for a three... Um, Is something they're running away from is something you are running away from you may never have thought about it like that before because threes They're always thinking about what they're running toward. They're running toward a goal. They're running toward accomplishment They're running toward success Toward a six-figure income toward a beautiful appearance. They're running toward, you know, whatever is going to make them prestigious and outstanding But stop and think for a second. You're not just running toward something you're running away from something Okay, and what is it that twos, threes, and fours are running away from? Shame. In other words, a two starts to think, you know, maybe I'm not valuable. Maybe I'm not worthy. Maybe I, I'm not intrinsically worthy of being loved. Well, if I, if I serve a role of meeting everybody's needs and giving so much care and attention to everybody, then surely I'm loved. Surely I'm needed. Surely I'm important now. But it's that sense of shame that drives them toward that service. Okay, so think about a four for example, the The individualist. Next video that I do will be about a four. The four says, well shame is something that everybody experiences and I'm not like everybody. I'm different than everybody else. So maybe I, I don't need to be ashamed because I'm different. And so I'm, I'm, I'm exceptional in that I, I'm unique and I don't fit in with everybody else. I'm not like everybody else. And so I don't have the same shame that everybody else has. Okay, so that's the shenanigan there of the four. Well, here's the shenanigan of the three. And by shenanigan, I mean this is the crazy stuff we, we start to believe about ourselves. The three says, since I've accomplished so much, since I have so many citations and awards and diplomas and prestigious offices and such a beautiful appearance and won so many trophies, well then I don't have anything to be ashamed of because I've accomplished so much. So I don't I don't need to be ashamed. I'm valuable. I'm worthy of your respect. I'm worthy of your admiration. I'm worthy of your attention because look at all that look at all that I have accomplished. Yet you never really think, you know, did I did I really want all these accomplishments? Do I even care about these accomplishments? And and why just in this area of my life? I mean, in other words, why did I accomplish all of this in, in terms of being an athlete? But what did I do as a parent? Was I an exceptional parent? Was I an ex- or Maybe I accomplished so much at work. You know, look at all this I accomplished at work, look at all this I moved up through the ladder. Yeah, because you were driven because you're running away from your sense of self-worthlessness. So what you look at as a strength, I'm so driven, I'm so focused, I'm so accomplished, I have such a hunger. To accomplish so much is actually, according to the Enneagram and according to the Bible, is actually your desire to do nothing more than Adam and Eve did when they covered themselves with fig leaves. It's your fig leaves. You don't need to be ashamed because look at all you've accomplished. Look at all you've, look how admirable you are. Yet the reality is you're broken just like everybody else. You know, your inner core is wounded and broken just like everybody else's. No matter how good you look on the outside. No matter how polished you are on the outside. So, um, you know, there's an old saying, threes. um, If I'm not cheating, then I don't really care. And so, I don't know if that's appropriate or true of a three, you'll have to judge your own experience, but you know, threes, as long as I'm winning, everything is okay. That's kind of the idea of the way threes think, you know. The the one, as long as I'm doing what's right, everything is okay. You know, I do my best. And, and of course the one never feels like they got they got it right. Um, but a three, you know, says as long as I'm winning, everything is okay. And if I'm not cheating, then I must not care about it because a three, remember the, the sin is deceit and so they may you may feel that compulsion in you or that impulse to deceive in order to to advance in order to get ahead um, so threes if they're not careful can lose touch with their own heart and that successful veneer just covers a shell of uh, is just a shell that covers their emptiness and if you're a three right now, this is probably stinging a little bit. This is probably, you know, scratching a little bit because we're getting beneath the surface. This stuff maybe you've never thought about before. You just knew you were driven to succeed. You just knew you were driven to win. You just knew you were driven to make an accomplishment, but maybe never thought about where this drivenness is coming from. You know, essentially, you're asking yourself, what makes me worthy of love? And uh, you're answering that question by trying to accomplish a lot. But, you know, does that really work when you think about other people? Is that why you love, let's say, is that why you love your own mother? Because of all that she accomplished at work? Or because she was a successful athlete? Or because she could bench press 250? You know, is that why you loved your grandmother? Because of what she accomplished in her life? Because she was the head secretary at... IBM, is that why you loved your grandmother? No. I I would dare say that, that you never have loved anybody because of what they've accomplished. And yet look how driven you are to accomplish so much that really doesn't, at the end of the day, matter. Not in terms of relationships with people. Not in terms of being genuine, being real and authentic with yourself. That's something you could learn from the four. On the Enneagram right next to you, you could lean a little on that wing, that four wing, and say, you know, maybe I need to be real. What would real look like for me? What are my real motives? What do I really care about? And if you leaned a little bit on that too and said, you know, it's not just about me, but I should be here to help other people. I should use whatever I've learned and whatever promotions I've got to be of use to serving other people. Alright, so it's kind of like threes, you know, we're perpetually holding up that sign. Mommy, daddy, look at me. Mommy, daddy, look at me. Look at what they kind of never got out of that, you know. Whatever that is, that middle school age, you know, where look at me, I'm gonna dive off the diving board, mommy. Look at me. Look at me, I'm riding my bike, daddy. Look at me. And it's kind of like they're going through life holding a sign. Look at me. And what they're really asking for is: am I valuable? Do I matter? Does anybody love me? Does anybody notice me? Does anybody care about me? And I'm telling you, if you've never thought about this, this is powerful, powerful stuff that is life-changing for you if you'll embrace this. It will change your life because you'll get centered again and you'll start to say, what do I care about? What am I on earth to accomplish? Not what could I accomplish because we all know you could accomplish the world. But what do you want to accomplish? What are you called to accomplish? And what is important to you? In other words, don't get to the top of the wall without ever asking yourself, Do I even care about any of this? Find out what it is you care about. And then be a healthy three and use that drivenness and that passion to accomplish something that matters, something that's valuable, something that is essentially you. All right. So not only are threes holding up a sign that says, you know, look at me, do I matter? But in another way, you might say, the one thing that a three will not ever be is a nobody. I won't be a nobody. That is like the big fear. So maybe they'll buy a big house they can't afford in a prestigious neighborhood or an exotic car that stands out away from the group, uh, go for a glamorous career, you know, uh, something important or significant, you know? And rather than going into being a doctor because they care about people, I'm going to be a doctor because it pays so well and I stand out and it's a prestigious career. I get to wear, you know, a white coat and have a, a, a beautiful car. But that, at the end of the day, think about that. Do you want your doctor who is in charge of Helping you overcome cancer. Do you want that doctor to be it? The reason he's a doctor or she's a doctor is because they want to stand out and be successful? No. You want a doctor that cares about you. Cares about people. Cares about healing. Cares about making people healthy. And there's nothing wrong with being driven and having these goals and all that. But check those. And say... Is that what's driving me into medicine? Because that's not a reason to be drawn into medicine, to stand out and be successful yourself. Or politicians, think about that. Do you want a mayor whose primary objective in life is to better himself, better her career, so they've got this position of public service so they can stand out and be admired? Is that the qualification for being a good? No, you want somebody that's going to be a mayor who cares about the city that they, that they are in charge of. That's what you want in a mayor. You want a politician that cares about the community they're serving. Not that they stand out, that they get uh, advanced in their career. Okay, so uh, many top-notch athletes are threes because they're concerned about setting records and being the best and how everybody else is doing and beating that. Um, threes want to be successful But maybe for different reasons Than some of the other types on the Enneagram Sevens want to be successful and make a lot of money Because of all the freedom it brings Boy, if I could you know, have a million dollars Well, think of all the fun adventures I could go on You know, that'd be thrilling I could go to Mount Rushmore on Tuesday And the Grand Canyon on Wednesday And Pikes Peak on Thursday And we could just adventure, adventure, all the fun you know, We could ride jet skis, we could buy horses we could, We could go hang gliding We could tour Europe That's what sevens think about wealth is it's like a ticket to whatever experiences that are going to bring, you know, that sense of uh, of wholeness. But um, eights they may seek success and wealth because then I won't have to depend on anybody. See, then everybody can stay out of my business, and I won't need anybody. I won't have to work for the man. I won't have to, you know, answer to anybody, and I can just do what I want. But threes are driven towards success. And financial independence and all those things because um, it's a trophy. Because um, they don't want to disappear into a chasm of emptiness. Who am I if I'm not successful? You see, then that cloud of shame will catch up to me and I'll have to own it and say, you know, maybe I'm not a perfect person. Maybe I've got failures. And so that drivenness that a three feels towards success is it's like a pin that they can wear and say i don't need anything i don't need to be ashamed of anything look at me look at all i've accomplished you should admire me without measurable signs of success and increased attention from others and feelings of accomplishment um, they're afraid that you're afraid if you're a three that you're gonna be a nobody well who will i be then see in other words you don't know who you are you don't know your core So you want to be perceived as somebody important. Somebody influential. Somebody that makes a lot of money. Somebody that's successful. The basic fear of a three is being worthless. Just let that sink in for a minute. What is it that's driving all this madness is, I'm afraid I'm worthless. Well, are you worthless? No. You were created by a designer and you have inherent value and worth just because you exist. Everything you accomplish doesn't make you valuable, doesn't make you worthwhile. You are already valuable and worthwhile. Think about it like this. When you were a baby, if you have a baby, what did that baby ever accomplish? And yet, all of your love as a parent immediately just falls on that baby just because they exist, just because they are. They haven't accomplished anything. They haven't set themselves apart in any way except that they... Have a stinky diaper and that they cry. And yet you love and are attracted and drawn to that little baby, their innocence, their purity. All right, so the basic fears of being worthless is that I'm without value apart from all my accomplishments. So that drives you to accomplish. The basic desire of a three is to feel worthwhile, is to feel acceptable, is to feel desirable. The basic message that you tell yourself as a 3 is, I am good, or I am okay, as long as I am successful, and everybody likes me, and everybody thinks well of me, and everybody admires me. Some famous 3's in our culture are Tony Robbins, you know, the motivational speaker. Tom Cruise, Christopher Reeves, Tiger Woods, Vanessa Williams, Michael Jordan, Cindy Crawford, Burt Reynolds, Rob Lowe. You can see all these people. I mean, they're all attractive. They're all, you know, winsome personalities. Raquel Welch, William Shatner. uh, I think Mr. Drysdale off the Beverly Hillbillies is a good example of the deceitfulness of a three. Willing to do whatever it takes, you know, say whatever needs to be said in order to be a success as a banker. Draco Malfoy on Harry Potter, Gaston on Beauty and the Beast. Um, The Three Wing 2 is known as the Charmer. They're outgoing and friendly and helpful. Um, they want to be loved and close to people. They, they dazzle people with their winsomeness. The 3 4 is the professional. Uh, their success comes, or their, their value comes from their sense of success and what they're doing and their work. They may look like a, a type 1 uh, in that they have a strong work ethic, but it may not be because they're doing it, you know, because we got to get these tasks done. I got to be a good person. But they're doing their work in an impressive way um, to be valuable. and and as a sense of value, of gaining their value. Threes fear failure and humiliation. I'm a seven and uh, I'm an assertive type too. One of the differences between threes and sevens is sevens want to raise the energy. We're running away from fear. And so we want to raise the energy, raise the mood, and we're willing to let ourselves look stupid. People like Robin Williams, like Jim Carrey, think of those as threes. Uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon they're willing to make themselves look foolish in order to accomplish that goal then everything's okay I don't have anything to be afraid of because we're all laughing okay that's kinda of the idea three, sevens are living by. Threes have a hard much harder time looking foolish. At the end of the day you don't want to look foolish as a three and so uh, it can, it, that can be a distinction between threes and sevens is both may be highly energetic but threes have a hard time letting themselves look foolish Um, let's see what else we want to say. Threes want to project a winning image, say the right thing, be likable. Um, Here's the thing though, in private, they they may be a completely different person. In other words, their house may be a beautiful home on the outside. People drive by it, it's impressive, everything's manicured, looks great, walk in, there's very impressive, big, oversized pictures, oversized furniture, everything's big, beautiful. Right, but then their bedroom's a mess, or their closet is a mess, or their personal bathroom is a mess. And well, now, wait a minute now. Hold on here. See, what the, what's the problem? Uh, why is it so externally attractive, but internally, look, it's a metaphor for what's going on in your life. And on the outside, everything looks very put together and very presentable. But what's going on in the inside of your life? See, that's the part of your life maybe you're not in touch with, is that core, that identity of who are you and what, what are you and what do you care about and where's your sense of value and self-worth come. So you may have this beautiful home you live on on the exterior, but your bedroom's a mess. You don't make your own bed. But well, and see, here's the thing. Nobody sees that. So why does it matter? Nobody sees it. But see, that's just the point is everything, if everything in your life is done for what people see, who are you as a person? And so maybe some time and attention needs to be given to the interior of your life, which is what you're doing right now by watching this video. And I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Okay, so your locker, you know, your desk may look a mess because it's your space. And see, you got this in your mind that, well, these other spaces or what people see about me, and that's what really matters, the image. So you spend your life polishing up an image, but never giving a moment to really think about the core. There's something uh-huh. wrong with that. Okay. Focused on the persona, the character, you know, the, the character you play, the role you play, rather than real soul development. Um, you're afraid people will see your deficits. So you give yourself pep talks. You give yourself pep talks, you pep yourself up, you know, keep a positive image in the forefront uh, at all times. You want to manage everybody's impression of you, you're looking for a winning formula, do whatever it takes, you set goals. The problem is, is people don't know who they are apart, know who you are apart from the image that you project to others. In becoming the office hero, or the diligent employee, or the superstar, here's the thing, your heart is pushed aside and forgotten. And that's how threes essentially get lost. So you focus on becoming the outstanding athlete, or the over, you know, accomplished job performer, or the money maker, or the the giver of chari- the giver to charity. And so this is what's all over your Facebook. It's all over your social media. Is look at me, look what I'm doing, look what I've accomplished, look at what I look at what I've finished, look at this, you know, I won, look at this trophy, look at this poor person that I helped. It's all public image. It's all you know, um, PR. Um, I'm a high-performing parent, you know, and so you, you, you're you always projecting this image. You're always careful about how you're coming across to people. Um, you're the ideal person in this category of life. But when you look inward, what do you feel? Emptiness. There's a black hole there, and you know it. There's a black hole there when you look inward. And so in a sense, you're like always wearing, you know, a toupee a rug on the top of your head. Hey, look, I got hair, look, I got hair, look at this. But is it real? Is this really what you care about? Is this really what you're passionate about? You know? When you look inward, you may you may sense a, a certain emptiness. Um. So, threes often keep people at a safe distance. They kinda keep people at arm's length away from them. Because if they ever got to know me, If they ever knew my closet was a wreck, if they ever knew how I really talk and what I really think and how I really behave, see, so you keep people at a distance, you keep people at an arm's length because if they ever got in beneath that surface and found out who you really are, well then they might reject me. And being rejected is the thing that threes can't handle. Because if I'm rejected, then I'm not a person of value and I'm not a person of worth. And that's all your life is trying to accomplish is, I'm a person of value. I'm a person of worth. Look at everything that I've accomplished. So it's self-protective behavior. But true intimacy with people is what? It's being real with people. Being genuine with people. Letting them know what you think. Letting them know how you feel. And then sharing. And, and, And then at least if they reject you, at least they knew you, real intimacy can't happen if people don't know who you are. Here's the thing, though, as a three, you may not care because you may actually want the image of a successful relationship more than you care about the substance of a real relationship. In other words, I would rather project that my wife and I are some, you know, magic couple Oh, everybody thinks, wow, they're just he just loves his wife so much. They're just such a wonderful couple. They're just an outstanding role model to everybody. And so it may be more important to you to project this image of a loving couple than actually having the substance of a real, being a real loving couple. You don't want to necessarily put the time and the investment and the energy in to really care about this person and to really love this person and to really know this person because that's not what's really important to you at the end of the day. It's projecting an image that we're a loving couple hello and so you may not even care about what your company makes you may not even use the product or care about it at all what you're interested in is becoming you know the top-level manager at Toyota and you go home and you drive a Honda because you don't even care about the product itself the substance doesn't matter to you it's it's the perceived image Okay. Woo, so what are feelings like two or three? When they start to feel this emptiness, they start to feel this. <sighs> feelings for threes are like speed bumps. You get over them. They slow you down, so don't feel stuff. But feelings go to your four wing. Feelings are important to serve as indications as to what's going on inside you and what you care about and your identity. So maybe you could lean a little bit on that four-wing and say, you know, maybe feelings... Because fours are consumed with their feelings to the point that it can become an unhealthy. So feelings maybe are more than just things that slow you down. Maybe you should stop and look out over a horizon for a moment. Go stand at the beach or go stand at the mountains or go stand in the forest or lay down, look up at the clouds and say, what do I feel? You know, that'd be a helpful experience just to get some solitude and some silence and some stillness. It's what the old, um, you know, religious people used to call contemplative. I need to contemplate my life for a moment and think about what's really important to me. And say, why am I here on earth? What am I here to accomplish? You know, what do I, what am I passionate about? What's, what's the Lord put in my heart? You know, and who are these people that are around me and do, do I know them and do they really know me? See, this is contemplative stuff. But this is just speed bumps for you because you're you're going somewhere. You're getting something done, and I don't have time to sit and wonder. Well, you know how I feel about things. When assertive threes get unhealthy, they become like withdrawn nines. In other words, when you feel like you can't win, you feel like you can't get ahead, and you feel like the sta- the cards are stacked against you, and um. You, you you start to slow down and maybe you even stop. And you just hibernate. You just go dormant. You just die on the outside. And you just say, What's the point? What do I even care? I don't even care. And threes who were driven to success, when they get overwhelmed or insecure or frustrated with life, you may just see them stop and shut down. And maybe even abuse painkillers or substances become increasingly passive and uninterested in their work and they just start going through the motions and in a way it kind of resemble nines who just go through routines without ever really being awake to life. You may just kind of go to sleep to life and just have a lack of interest in anything or anyone else and even have a lack of interest in the image that you're projecting. When assertive threes are healthy look at this they move over to uh, a compliant six. What do six care about? Sixes care about what's everybody else doing? How's everybody else doing it? They don't want to stand out. Sixes don't want to stand out. They want to fit in. They want to blend in. They want to be a part of the group. They want to find their safety in being a part of the team. Sixes want to be friendly so that everybody will you know, be for them and not against them. Sixes want to follow the rules so that they won't be in trouble. Sixes you know, will stand up to whatever they're afraid of. Because they don't want to live in fear. When threes become healthy and secure, watch this. They stop caring about just themselves and they start caring about the group. And they want everybody to succeed. And they're saying, how can we move everybody forward? Not just me, and not just how do I stand out, but how can we make the group successful? That's a good thing for a three. That's when you're healthy. That's you up at the top of the mountain when you say, you know, it's not just about me accomplishing stuff. It's not just about me standing out. It's not just about me getting an award. It's about what am I doing for my family? How am I making my family better? How am I making my church better? How am I making my community better? How am I making this organization better? What am I doing for Mary? What am I doing for Rob? What am I doing for Steve? What am I doing for Jack? It's not just are these people, am I able to step on them to get ahead, but can I move others with me? That's when you know threes are getting healthy, is when they start caring about the group. Awesome stuff. As threes, children, this is the message that resonated with you as a three when you were a child. The message that resonated with you as a three was you are only loved or valued for what you can accomplish. You're only loved and valued for what you can accomplish and for how charming you are. That's it. That's the message that you walked away with from childhood. Now, I don't know whether people intended to communicate that to you or not, but that's kind of what you heard. As a child, what you needed to hear, well, listen to this, because you may still need to hear this today. This is the message you needed to hear. You are wonderful just the way you are. You can stop. You can stop all the running. You can stop all the accomplishing. You can stop all the achieving. You can stop all the makeup and all the surgeries and all the enhancements. You are wonderful just the way you are. Now here's the thing. I said that and you heard it, but you probably still don't believe it. You're probably having a hard time believing. Now here's the thing. Think about that baby that you were holding. Were they wonderful just the way they were? Or were you only going to love them if they accomplished something? Okay, think about that toddler in your life. Your nephew, your niece, or your child. What do they need to accomplish in order for them to be wonderful? Nothing. Because you know they're wonderful just the way they are. Whether they accomplish anything or not. Just because they exist. Just because of who they are just because they walk in relationship with you. You wanna pick them up and hold them and cherish them, whether they've accomplished anything or not. Even when they've been ugly, even when they've been nasty, even when they've been frustrated and tired and upset and cranky, you don't all of a sudden say, well, now you're not a person of value and now I don't care for you anymore. No, you know they're just, they're tired and they're gonna get over it or they're going through a phase and they'll get out of that There's never a question of value. Um, But this is a hard thing for you to realize about yourself. Because you're in the shame category. Is you are worthwhile and valuable just the way you are right now. And I wish you could embrace this. Because it's the truth. It's the truth of the universe. Okay? That you are a person of value right now. Just because you exist. You're not an accident. You're not here by random chance. You're here uh, designed and created exactly as you are. Broken, yes. We don't live in the Garden of Eden. You're broken. You're fallen, yes. Marred, stained, yes. But valuable and worthy and worthwhile. Here's what you needed to hear as a child. You're pleasing to me just the way you are. You're welcomed into this world. Welcomed into this world. Um, let's see what else we want to say. This is powerful stuff. A key word for threes is adaptability. I talked about this a little bit at the beginning, but uh, you know threes are good about changing to fit And that's one of the reasons we like them so much, is because they will adapt their themselves, or at least appear to adapt themselves, to fit in with whatever group they're in, and to be who they need to be in order to succeed, in order to be charming, in order to be liked. Okay, but that comes with with a dark side too, as you can imagine, you know, because um, if you can adapt that easily into whatever situation you're in, then what do you really value? That's something to think about you know how can you how can you adapt into other groups so easily and if if you have a strong central core as to who you are in other words think about the one for example there's some things they won't do all right they've made some decisions they're like you know i think about that song by aaron tippen i got it honest you know i got these sturdy values handed down from my mama and my daddy and i can sleep at night and there's things i won't do well you could benefit from that as a three is, okay, what are some things I won't do? What are some things that, that I'll never do in this pursuit of getting ahead? And it creates some convictions, you might say, or some boundaries that you won't cross. The fundamental problem of a three is you're detached from your own identity. The fundamental problem is you're attached from your own identity. Your source of value changes depending on your performance and the audience to which you're speaking to. The audience of the moment so busy trying to achieve the prize that you never stop to ask do I even care about this prize or is this prize important it's always about getting ahead it's always about accomplishing something more being successful at work is not the same thing as being successful think about that for a minute okay how do you define success not how does the culture define it not how do the self-help books define it not how does your boss define it but you, what do you want in life see, this is hard stuff, isn't it Hard for you. It's not hard for a four. This is the way the four thinks. This is why the four will go work for the Peace Corps. Because they want to do something of value. Valuable. To the world. To themselves. They want to be authentic to themselves. But the three. This is hard for you. Because you may not know what you care about. You may not know what's of value to you. Okay. You need to connect deeply with your own heart. Be present. To yourself, and present to others. Um, if you don't ever know your own heart, you'll remain untouched by, li- by life. And without knowing your heart, you will be disconnected from others. It'll only lead to loneliness, empty victories, and emotional disconnection. This is the CEO, you know, that's cheating on his wife and drinking himself to sleep at night. He's accomplished so much. He's in charge of so much, you know, but his own life is a wreck because he was never really present to life. Is all external, Is all, you know, um, done for image. Uh, the road you're on, if it's not changed, is gonna lead to loneliness. It's gonna lead to empty victories and emotional disconnection. So you gotta let other people into your life. Um, healing begins for you when you can start to say, maybe I don't have to be the best man I tell you what as a 7 that's something I just inherently understand you don't have to be the best you just do your best and, and then walk away from it and leave it you don't have to be the best just do your best that's a huge shift maybe others opinions of me aren't so important if you can learn to say you know well maybe other people they'll have their opinions and that's fine whatever not everybody's gonna like me that's fine I'll just, I got my dog. got my wife, my kids, my dog. I go home at the end of the night, and if those people love me, I'm fine. That would be very helpful for you. Steps toward wholeness and healing. Number one, here's ten of them. Okay? Steps toward wholeness and healing. Number one, remember that it is essential to be truthful and honest with yourself and others about your feelings and your needs. Recognize that Sometimes you may begin to turn on the charm for others. Just recognize that you're doing it. Um, And then choose whether you really want to do that or not. You will impress people more deeply if you're real with them. Okay? It's It's difficult to be real with people. To be authentic with people. Rather than bragging about your successes and your accomplishments, sweeping your shame under the carpet, you know, with how successful you are and what you've accomplished. That doesn't necessarily always draw people to you sometimes it repels people from you and can cause competitive spirit uh, among other people with you you don't have to always just improve you know your external but uh be authentic and real with people that is a great accomplishment you want to accomplish something great be real with people start there share your needs your feelings your wants but you got to know what those are and to know what those are you may have to spend some time in contemplation okay number two Learn to cooperate in your relationships. Not every relationship is competition. They're cooperative, okay? So pause from your busy day to really connect with yourself and others. There's nothing spectacular, and you won't get a prize, to just sit down with somebody and visit with them. And just get to know them. And just laugh with them. But that's what life is all about. It's all about... Relationships and getting to know people and sharing and caring about people. Now, you won't get a prize for it. You won't get any kind of certificate for it. You won't get an award or a medal or recognized. Nobody will wipe away your shame. If you uh, if you take 10 minutes and sit down in your neighbor's cubicle or your neighbor's office and just talk about the weekend, uh, There's nothing. there's no advantage to be gained by that except you're being real with people, which is what life is really all about. So take the focus off of how you're coming across. Don't just continually think about, well, what does this person think about me? How are they perceiving me? Take the focus off yourself. Don't feel the need to impress everybody. Focus your attention on them. Lean on your two wing there for a minute and focus your attention on them and what they need and hearing their story and being there for them. Without, will this make them like me more? Just enjoy the interaction. Focus on connecting with others, not with how am I coming across. Okay, number three, learn to take some breaks. Okay, if you're driven, you're gonna accomplish all this stuff, you're gonna need a rest, okay? Don't take work home with you. Something you could learn from the nine. When you're healthy, you go to the nine, the nine knows it's time to rest. You know, when you go home, Put aside all this drivenness. If you can embrace the fact that you're a person of value and worthwhile no matter what you accomplish, then you can go home and say, I don't need to accomplish everything tonight. I could just enjoy dinner with my family. I could just go putt-putt golf with my kids. I, I can just enjoy it. I don't have to run and chase success all the time. Maybe be a success at home. Okay, or have a hobby and just let your mind relax for a while. Number four, cooperate with others. Uh, Which I kind of said already in the second one. Um, But see your service as being a contribution to the team. There we go, not just I gotta be the head of the team. Just, Just be on a team, there you go. Just try to be on a team. Try not to get to the top of that team. Just find some team that you can be a part of and just be on the team, a team member rather than the team driver, okay? Number five, be careful about adapting to the expectations of everybody else so much that you lose a sense of what you really care about. Maybe you're still trying to impress mom or dad. They weren't attentive to you and so you're still trying to impress them. Come on, what do you care about? Number six, support and encourage others. So instead of looking for their attention and their admiration, start applauding them. Find what everybody else is doing and start applauding what they're doing and give your admiration to others. You want admiration from others, give admiration to others. Do the opposite of what you're impulsed to do. You will become an even more desirable friend, think about this, you will become a much more desirable friend when you give attention and admiration to other people rather than always expecting it from them if you really want to be admired by people then admire them interesting learn that from the two seven use your energy and your sense of humor and your ability to organize and create excitement to help others instead of yourself all the time number eight unrealistic expectation of yourself can lead toward depression because you never measure up to that what you could have accomplished when you fail to reach that desired level of success you can become enraged. Um, Just realize that your expectations might be a little too much. Um, You're valuable whether you can accomplish everything you set out to. Number nine, admit to yourself when you're in over your head, when you've reached your limit. Number ten, don't be distracted by comparing yourself all the time. Learn to accept yourself and don't worry about everybody else's opinion of you. And learn to be in solitude sometimes. Well, this has been a great study. Um, I tell you what, there's a lot of threes in my life that I enjoy being around that are healthy. Um, Be healthy, be present to life. Um, Be there for the people in your life. Show up fully yourself. Don't worry about always how you're coming across. Just open up and be real with people. Let people get to know you. Let people care about you as you care about them. Be present and uh, be a blessing to others. And Use the time that you have left to do what's most important in life. Don't always be focused on how you're coming across and how you're being presented and how you're being perceived. Uh, Focus rather on meeting needs in people's lives and being present to them and being an encouragement to them. All right, guys. Uh, Blessings in your life. And uh, as always, I love sharing my life with yours. And I hope that you will pass this on with others and that you'll be different as a result of it. Until I see you next time, take care.